Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. Dr. Walter C. Alvarez says that he receives 1,000 letters a year from people who are mystified about the names of diseases given to them by medical doctors. People who write to Dr. Alvarez says that the doctors told them that they have Addison's disease, or Marie Strumpel's disease, or Osgood Schlatter's disease. According to each correspondent, their doctors said they were too busy to stop and explain further. This, of course, left patients worried and dissatisfied. One disturbed patient wrote the doctor said that he had a CVA, 
which meant the patient had a cerebrovascular accident. In other words, a stroke. Why didn't the doctor just say a stroke? The distinguished Dr. William Bennett Bean, a most brilliant and delightful medical writer, hated medical double talk. In an article, he said that he suspected that some doctors write in hard-to-understand jargon so as to conceal from themselves the fact that they really don't know much about what they're trying to say. Dr. Robert E. Rothenberg compiled a new American medical dictionary and health manual, which is designed to help those laymen who wish that they could understand what the doctor just told them that they have. For instance, in this book, we see Krukenberg tumor. This is a cancer of the ovaries which results from a drooping down upon the cancer cells that have come away from a cancerous stomach. The book is very well illustrated to show where the different organs are and what they look like. It lists the bones and the organs of the body. There's an excellent list of abbreviations that are so commonly used as shorthand and slang by doctors. But more silly double talk takes place concerning sin than about medicine such as sin is a disagreeable hindrance to the smooth ongoing of the social machinery. Sin is goodness in the making. Sin is just the backward pull of outworn good. Just as a layman needs a dictionary to understand medical terminology, mankind needs an authority to tell him what sin is. Sin is missing God's mark of perfection. The Word of God tells us that sin is anything that is displeasing to God, and it also tells us that we are all sinners. But the great thing about the Bible is it also tells us a cure for sin, something no dictionary of medical phraseology can do. We are told that the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. Listen now as Andrea Greenleaf sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Your Great Name.
You are listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Here we have many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 10.45 we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. Then at 6.45 we begin our closing service today, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. Listen now as Jesse Nagel plays for us on the flute this wonderful song, A Mighty Fortress.
The story is told of a proud woodpecker who was tapping away at a dead tree when the sky unexpectedly turned black and the thunder began to roll. Undaunted, the woodpecker went right on working. Suddenly, a bolt of lightning struck the old tree, splintering it into hundreds of pieces. Startled but unhurt, the proud bird flew away, screeching to his feather friends, Hey, everybody, look what I did. Look what I did. The old woodpecker reminds us of people who think more highly of themselves than they should. Usually they are so busy bragging about their own achievements and their greatness that they fail to recognize God as the source of all their abilities. They are suffering from the spiritual delusions of grandeur. Without the Lord, no one amounts to anything. In our own strength, we cannot please Him. An arrogant fellow was boasting to his friends after enumerating what he considered to be some of his more outstanding accomplishments. He exclaimed, I have you know that I am a self-made man. The person next to him remarked, Well, I'm glad to hear that. It certainly relieves the creator of a tremendous responsibility. Nothing is so quite so disgusting as a proud individual who egotistically takes the credit for every success and fails to acknowledge how dependent he is upon God. Whether we are of high or low degree, everything we have that's worthy of commendation comes from God. Rather than deluding ourselves and offending others, let's take seriously the biblical admonition, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. In everything we do, we should be sure that we give God the glory. Listen to the words of this song as Joshua and Stephanie McClellan, Jeremy Hetrick, Larry Grabo, and John Harris sing for us, Changed and Climbing. Once I traveled in the valley So low, so low And lonely and weary was I Now I travel in the valley No more, no more And I'll reach the other side By and by by and by, well, well, I'm climbing up the mountain to the sky. I'm going where I'll never, never die, never die. I'm climbing up the mountain, climbing higher up the mountain, and I'll reach the other side. By and by, by and by I've been to Calvary, I've been redeemed I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb I've been changed from the creature that once I was And redeemed is now my name I've been changed, I've been newborn All my life has been rearranged what a difference it made when the Lord came and stayed in my heart. Oh yes, I've been changed. You know 
on climbing up the mountain, up the mountain, up the mountain, up the mountain to the sky. I'm going, yes I'm going, where I'll never, where I'll never, never, never die, never die. I'm climbing up the mountain, climbing higher up the mountain. And I'll reach the other side by and by. And I'll reach the other side by and by, by and by, by and by. Once again, this Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth, the Apostle Peter's First Miracle versus the Apostle Paul's First Miracle, Acts 3, the Healing of the Lame Man, versus Acts 13, the Blinding of Bar Jesus. Acts chapter 13, verses 10 through verse 12. And he said, O full of all subtlety, and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, will thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord. And behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. And when the deputy, when he saw what was done, Believe, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Schofield Study Bible's reference note refers to this incident in Acts 13 as opposition from Satan. The blinding of Bar Jesus is more than opposition from Satan. His blinding has tremendous dispensational consideration, dispensational significance, and dispensational importance. Remember, there are three central individuals in Acts 13. Paul the Apostle, Bar-Jesus, and Sergius Paulus. Paul and Barnabas, who are on their first missionary journey, have traveled to the island country of Cyprus, which is located in the Mediterranean Sea. Eventually, their travels on Cyprus bring them to the city of Paphos. There, Sergius Paulus, who was a deputy of Cyprus, and he was a Gentile, He was desiring to hear the word of God, so he called for Paul and Barnabas. And then there was Bar-Jesus, a Jew, whose name Bar-Jesus means child of Jehovah, Savior, the Son of Salvation. Clearly, he does not live up to his name. Instead of being Bar-Jesus, he is Elimas. Instead of being pleased that Sergius Paulus, a Gentile, wanted to hear the word of God, He sought to turn away the deputy from the faith. Under the prophetic program, the word of God was to go to the Gentiles, but through the nation of Israel. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through verse 3. Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to thy brightness of thy rising. 
Isaiah 62, verses 2 and verse 3. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all the kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. And then shalt thou also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. What happens? The Apostle Paul performs his first miracle, and he causes blindness on Elimas bar Jesus. Surges Paulus saw what was done. He believed and he was astonished. The word believed is the completed action point in time in the active voice, which means he produced the action of believing. Whereas the word astonished is in the passive voice, which means that he received the action of the verb. Literally, he was struck with astonishment. He was struck with amazement. Bar-Jesus was representative of the nation of Israel. The blinding of Bar-Jesus was demonstrating the blindness upon the nation of Israel. Israel's blindness is in the present dispensation of grace is one of the five mysteries of the Apostle Paul. The word mystery means a secret. It means something that was before was a secret and now revealed. Romans 11.25 For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise your own conceit, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. The five mysteries of the Apostle Paul include the mystery, Ephesians 3, the mystery of the blindness, Romans chapter 11, verse 25, the mystery of resurrection, the rapture of resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15, 51, the mystery of godliness, 1 Timothy 3, 16, and the mystery of iniquity, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7. The first miracle of Peter was the healing of the lame man, its restoration. Paul's miracle was the blinding of our Jesus, the blindness. These two miracles by these two apostles, Peter and Paul, are not unintentional or accidental miracles. They are symbolic, they are representative of God's dealing with the nation of Israel. The healing of the lame men was a physical restoration, a physical healing so the lame men could be restored so that he could be able to walk and praise God. God offering the millennial kingdom through the apostle Peter was a spiritual restoring of the nation so that they could be spiritually restored and spiritually be walking for God. The blinding of Bar-Jesus represents Israel's position in the dispensation of grace. As they have been blinded and set aside, God's not dealing with the nation, he's dealing with individuals today. This blindness has happened only in part to the nation of Israel. It is not a forever blindness. God is not completely done with the nation of Israel. The church, the body of Christ, does not utterly replace Israel and somehow spiritually receive her promises like the Abrahamic covenant, which involved the land, the Davidic covenant, the throne, and the new covenant, the giving of the Holy Spirit. Today, during the dispensation of grace, God is forming a body. The church, the body of Christ with Jews and Gentiles joint heirs in a body and not a nation. And when the dispensation of grace comes to an end, and it is going to come to an end, one day the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return the dead in Christ. We who are alive remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. When this dispensation ends, God will once again be dealing with the nation of Israel. 70th week of Daniel, the seven-year tribulation period, then the millennial kingdom. And the covenant promises 
will be literally fulfilled in the millennial kingdom reign of Christ. It is so important to understand God's word and understand it rightly divided and see the distinction between Acts 3, Peter's first miracle, and Acts 13, the miracle of the Apostle Paul. And it's more than just opposition from Satan. There's that message that we were sharing, restoration versus blindness. Romans chapter 3 verse 28 says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of law. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Have you ever trusted Him? The only way of salvation is by believing and trusting in His death, burial, and resurrection. It's not through religious activity or good deeds. It's by faith alone. Trust Him. Believe in Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. And we were saved. We need to keep studying God's Word. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Good morning in my heart.